Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome, JC. Yep, glad to be here. I'm glad to have you here, too. I missed you yesterday. I had to fill up the whole screen by myself yesterday. Awesome. <laughs> Although, although Mac was with me, as Mac is always with me. Yeah, we can do it. We can do it. What's on tap for today? What is on tap today is the judicial system, JC, the judicial system. And that within that falls certain elements of due process. Uh, One of our law student, Liberty First University members, sent me this article today, JC. Uh, Just just insane. This cult of judicial worship is just insane. Now, when you talk about a cult of judicial worship, JC, you have to fill in everything that falls within that judicial network, right? Because prosecutors are in the judicial network, uh, law enforcement's in the judicial network. I'm talking about the entire judicial process. So what we're talking about is the stuff that everything that happens in the court is what rules over your life, right? So we have little oligarchs all over America. Let me show you this. This has to do with due process, JC. Absolutely, undeniably, unbelievably mind-blowing. Okay? So this comes from Georgia. And I, I don't know, Georgia's a bit of a... They're, what is the, the reputation of the Georgia law enforcement, right? You, you don't mess with Georgia, right? I guess. Well, I mean, when we drove through there, that was a thing. Mm. Georgia State Troopers, right? You better mind your P's and Q's or find yourself on the side of the road somewhere. But um, what we have here is the Supreme Court, the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court of Georgia, has decided that it's just too difficult to handle the caseload. So they're going to suggest legislation. The Supreme Court Justice Harold Melton is going to suggest legislation that redefines speedy trial. Because, you know, we're in an emergency and because we're in an emergency, the judiciary can't do their job. And the government declaring an emergency means that speedy trial means something different now. It couldn't possibly. So you say this because of covid and mm-hmm. emergency, whatnot. Yeah. So it couldn't possibly be because you've criminalized too too many things and you're arresting too many people. Well, you know, it couldn't possibly be that. You know, I, I was I was teaching at the uh, School of Government today here in Tampa and I was explaining to them the principle of no victim, no crime. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we miss that in society, hugely miss that. Uh, we miss a lot. And so here we have over-criminalized. Remember, in the state of Florida, if you drive without a driver's license more than two times, you are now uh, a felon, Yeah. which means you could be a convicted felon, which means you lose your civil rights mm. because you didn't pay a tax to drive on the road. So just think about that when you said you have... Conservatives want a lot more laws as well. 
Yeah, just criminalize more things. Oh, and and that's a key, JC, as to why understanding that conservative is not necessarily constitutional. Can I remind you, the right to a speedy trial is a, is a right that is essential to due process, essential to the preservation of your life, liberty, property, and the security of them, not only simply codified or, or enshrined, I should say, in the U.S. Bill of Rights, but enshrined in every state constitution as well. So now we have a Supreme Court justice in Georgia who says, we're not going to amend the Constitution to speedy trial. We're going to redefine the meaning of, of, of speedy trial so we don't have to amend the Constitution. So that's going to be sort of something we're going to see today on today's show, how the legislature and the judiciary says, oh, we don't need to amend the Constitution. We just need to redefine the terms within the Constitution. Convenient. Is that not convenient? Yeah, that saves them a lot of time. So you do process. Good, good for them. Do process. Yeah, saves them a lot of time. Yeah. So what? what's to say, JC, that you don't have some kind of, you know, invented problem, emergency rather, that says that the government can keep you in jail without a trial until you, you know, dry up to dust and blow away? But Chris Ann, drugs, terrorism, thugs, bad guy. Bad guy. Bad guy is... You mean those magic words didn't work on you? Bad guy... No, no, no. Listen, JC, this just sort of popped in my head. Bad guy to the conservatives is like orange man to the liberals. Yeah. It, it, it creates... What do they call that? A You're going to have conservatives tuning in for the first time thinking, oh, that's a bunch of liberals. No, no. Liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over personality. You, you cannot have liberty if government has unlimited power to arrest for anything, to keep you in jail indefinitely, and have the judiciary define what your trial means and what it doesn't mean. Uh, you know, teaching... Bad guy. <laughs> Thugs. Teaching, Terrorism. JC. Yeah. Drugs. Uh, so, oh, I wish I had this up for you today. Oh, I wish I had this up for you today. This falls right into that. I don't want to get too far ahead because this I is forgot. Friday. Safety. And yeah. Security. Security. Yeah. Let me see if I can find this. This is this is from You are looking at the ceiling again. Uh, yeah, we're looking at the ceiling again. <laughs> I know that. I know that. Um I've I've got to find this for you because this this actually uh oh no, that's Elizabeth, sorry. Um Elizabeth posted this. It came up on my feed. Uh, what we have now are there are still churches being arrested, by mm -hmm. the way. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what we have is uh, in, Mo they don't call it Moscow, Idaho. They call it Moscow. Yes. Moscow, Idaho. We have Christians in arrested. Russia, don't call it either. Yeah. Either one. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Moscow. Moscow, Idaho. Christians were arrested. Let me pull this up here so you guys can see this. Uh, I don't hope I don't. Don't look at Amy's, um, Elizabeth's pictures over there. Um, Christians arrested for singing hymns maskless outside City Hall in a county with zero COVID deaths. Yeah, if I'm. I, zero COVID deaths. Uh, friend sent a message last night, I think, um, that. The Laura Ingram show talked about it. 
I, I guess some of these folks were on the Laura Ingram show oh. last night. Yeah. yeah, arrested for singing hymns outside. Yeah, singing hymns outside. But let me show you something. I, I, well, I probably shouldn't show you because then that would identify a person. But I'm going to show you, JC. So Elizabeth, every, people, people, longtime listeners know Elizabeth. She was an intern with us for a long time. So somebody, Elizabeth Post, shocked at what's happening in Moscow, uh, Idaho. And somebody in Elizabeth's feed says, but didn't they arrest a convicted pedophile also? So arresting a pastor is okay um, when, they act, when they snag a pedophile or allegedly snag a pedophile in the midst of arresting other people who are just simply singing without a mask. Bad guy. I don't, I don't. Help me, please. Bad guy. Help me, please. So like a magic right? spell. Well, like but that's, that's the same reason people aren't outraged at, at this, right? Because, oh, well, you wouldn't be waiting for a trial if you weren't a... Bad guy. Bad guy. Criminal. Criminal. Bad guy. Whatever. Come on, people. Know your history. Governments... Put good people in jail. We just saw pastors and Christians being arrested in Moscow, Idaho for singing, singing outside mm-hmm. without a mask. And you know what else some of them were arrested for? Refusing to answer officers' questions. Mm. You refuse to answer my questions. I'm going to arrest you for resisting an officer without violence. Excuse me. I am not required to say boo to you. It's called the right to remain silent. It is codified in your state constitution. It is enshrined in your U.S. constitution. It has actually even got its own little name, partly known as Miranda. Okay, Cam's Ford from the from the court of Miranda, uh, Arizona v. Miranda, which says the court has a responsibility, that that officers have a responsibility to respect the fact, to remind you of the fact that you have the right to remain silent. I had some person tell me, JC, well, if you don't have your rights read to you, then the officers can ask you any questions that you want, they want. See, is that not been the argument that I have been making for 10 years? You call them Miranda rights, you assign them to a court, and now all of a sudden if you don't say them, you don't have rights? Magic. It's magic, right? Bad guy's magic. Officer speaks your rights, you suddenly have them. No, people talk out of their bunghole. Bah! <laughs> Spe- when right? It, especially when it's these emotional things that you pick whatever outcome you prefer. You know, and then we shape it to that. It's crazy. No, it's one of the things I learned in, in the, just this last week. So you had the announcement of grand jury uh, charges out of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it's hard to it's always hard to sort of post stuff on social media. It's almost like there's a lower reading comprehension level on social media uh, so because you can't post, you can't post in long 
explanations. People don't read social long media attention span is like the flea. Yeah, so it's bizarre. And I was it's what I have to glance at. I, I, I skim for one word and then I lock on that one word and then I make my rant based on one word, yeah. regardless of what the post says. Regard and oh don't even post a link. Posting a link is completely useless because if you post a link, they won't click on the link anyway. We've proven that. I've actually yeah. made headlines that don't even match the link and watched 99% of the people respond to the headline and not to the link itself. Yeah, that's, that's why I, I don't normally post sort of conversational type framework, but sometimes I, I mess up and forget my philosophy <laughs> and, I, and I do it. Anyway, and you frustrate yourself. I do because you frustrate yourself. You forgot that man is fallen, that we're living in in a fallen, cursed world. Yeah, but it's you know, (laughs) but it's funny because we try to take, you know, we try to take what's going on in this show and and Mm -hmm. use that to teach constitutional principles. And maybe this is a little better format because we're able to say more. Right. But. On social media, it's almost like it's counterproductive to be connected to anything right. and assume you're going to try to talk about a principle, teach a principle, because people can't disconnect from the thing. So if I say Brianna Taylor, everybody already you've already had like cognitive your thought takes yeah, over or whatever, your, regardless, your regardless of what I'm cognitive saying. dissonance, your your confirmation bias. Yeah. All of that starts just the saying of the word that happens. Now, it's we crazy. have great people. You guys are fantastic. Thinkers. Great thinkers. We've seen discussions in the chat room with the people who are the multitaskers, right? And and they actually have great discussions. Great discussions in our chat room. I've seen people actually change uh re oh, well, I won't say change, but reconsider their their platforms or are what their what their position is based yeah. on what's happening in the chat room. Well, what's but the questions afterwards, JC doesn't mm. go. But I no. monitor the questions that happen after it's posted on YouTube because I get, you know, not only do we get attacked by stupid people, but we get attacked by pornography on our stuff. So I'm always pulling that stuff off. You know, we get shut down if we talk about the Constitution, Kamala Harris and natural born citizen. But, you know, post all this pornography and everybody's yeah. cool. Right. But uh in the chat rooms, you see people who do the same thing on the Facebook posts as they do in the videos. They like watch for like, it, they watch until they they hear something, they latch on to, then they stop watching and they go on their rant, right? Yeah, I was hoping to get a, a thoughtful, I, and I've already responded to more comments than than is generally my allowed my allotment. <laughs> um, but Somebody yeah, so I, I was just out of his norm. No, I was just with the with the shooting thing so when you look at the brianna taylor incident you know pretty much she's caught in the crossfire because of mr walker right her boyfriend mm-hmm. shoot shot at the cops they shot back and she, well she, she was, was killed she was she was actually on the search warrant okay so she was actually subject to be searched she's actually uh an alleged she was in the warrant as an alleged suspect so I'm not I'm not making okay, any please excuses. Don't, but please don't. No, no, no. You're seriously not fixing to say the same thing that the conservatives. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that you okay, know well, all please, facts considered, can, can nobody you, deserves to be shot. No, no. Mind can you, you please? Can you please, please clarify that your name being on a warrant mm-hmm. does not mean you get shot? No, no, 
no. I'm oh, just it's saying. okay. They were shot. Their yeah. name was on the warrant. No, That's no, no. not a thing. No, is no, it? no, 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 no. In, in American not, due process. No, no, no. I'm not saying that in <laughs> any way, clarify? shape, or form. But I am clarifying that she is a suspect in this, and she's not. So okay, not that she my, just nobody so, gets shot. But so apparently, I just I just suck whether it's social media or no. or live. So <laughs> my point was, the person who's the person upon which guilt rests for yes. her death is Mr. Walker. Right. Because he shot at the cops, they shot back, she got caught in the crossfire. You know, that's actually legally true, guilty. by the way, too. She is not guilty no. in any shape, no. form, or fashion. Let me give you... Guilt occurs at, at the, the end, end of, of the process, yeah. at the end of a trial, where you're adjudicated so by a jury of your peers. And, by the way, she wouldn't have gotten the death penalty anyway regardless of what the jury said. So let me explain to you, uh, to the audience, how what you said is absolutely true, JC. The person guilty for her death is Mr. Walker. Let's let's do this in a, in a separate situation. So my, my point Mr. was simply Walker, about the shots. Hold on, shots. let me finish. If Mr. Walker were to have robbed a bank, mm -hmm. okay, and in that bank robbery, uh, her, uh, the getaway driver was shot, mm -hmm. okay? If Mr. Walker was robbing the bank and his getaway driver got shot, added to Mr. Walker's charges would have been the manslaughter of the getaway driver. It's called a but-for, right? But for the action of Mr. Walker, the getaway driver would not have died. Correct. Or even this, you can go even further, uh, even more uh, detached, if you rob someone, um, maybe you're not even robbing them at gunpoint, and they die of a heart attack, you are now going to be charged with the murder of that person because but for your physical threat of that person, they may not have had a heart attack and died. Right. So you have to understand the but for relationship here. So what JC is saying is the person who's actually guilty of this is Mr. Walker. Right. But Mr. Kirk and the rest imply these sort of new things. Uh, what I call Venez the Venezuelan justice system. Uh, that if you're on the warrant, you got shot. Hey, you're on the warrant. No. Uh, no. Or no. your boyfriend was a bad guy. I mean, don't have bad... That's Marxist, if you, if by you, the if way. If you don't want to get shot, don't have bad boyfriends. Yeah. Well, you know what? In reality, I mean, he was an ex-boyfriend. So no. you're going you're gonna to make the boyfriend argument he was like an ex-boyfriend. But how does that... So how you does don't that, get to... How does that... And I understand as far as consequences, we're talking about from a legal perspective. Right. Right? The, the point is a legal perspective. Right. Right? You Legally, can say, you can say not, okay. if you have a boyfriend who's a gangster, okay. you are more likely to get shot. That's not the same thing as saying... Oh, hey, you know, police shot her because she had a bad boyfriend. Well, let me let me put it this way. Um, Mr. Walker's not right. guilty of anything either. No, he's dead. Well, but he's <laughs> oh, no, not. He's not dead. She's dead. Actually, he survived. He's not. He, he guilty, may yet be prosecuted, but he's not guilty Correct. of anything. So that's the other. The other. He thing is, is not guilty of anything. That, Guilt doesn't right. come. Uh, when you bust through the door, so guilt I, doesn't come when a warrant when a judge issues a warrant. Guilt doesn't come when the public decides that you're so much of a bad guy you should be guilty. Right. So that's the thing. I, I just, I just don't, I, I don't understand the disconnect. This is so. This is common conservative speech. They keep saying she's not innocent. 
Yeah. Oh, really? What was she prosecuted for? What was she found guilty of? Uh, yeah, she is innocent. Well, you know what? The problem every is... Person, the... Every person that a police officer arrests is innocent. Let, police okay. officers only arrest innocent people. They Only innocent people are served with warrants. Guilt happens in a trial. But here's the problem, JC. When you enter into the court of public opinion, right. people do not understand that guilt and innocent is actually legal jargon. Mm-hmm. Okay, If your kid, right... Steals cookie from the cookie jar and you come home and and there's cookies crumbs on their lips. They are guilty of stealing the cookies. Right. right? But that's not the same as guilt in court. Right. You might not actually be innocent if you are found not guilty. Because it's a legal standard. Innocent and not guilty are not the same thing. Guilty in a court of law says the court, the government cannot prove beyond a reasonable doubt that you committed the elements of the crime. So in a courtroom, you are innocent until proven guilty by the standard of law. That's not the same as saying my kid ate the cookie from the cookie jar when I told him not to. And there's a difference between those words when you're using them in your everyday language and in the courtroom. It is a jargon. It is a technical term. It's vernacular. And that's the thing that drives me nuts. We're turning vernacular speech into legal standards. Yes. You know, and then so to say. Well, but the definition of words is the key to all the to the maintenance of all your rights. Yeah, because I mean, the question, the whole debate was. Was uh, well, I guess the core of it was whether or not the officers were justified. Well, first it was where they're justified in their shots. Which this again, this was my question uh, because of the way the ruling came out. Ruling? It seems the way, excuse me, way the the charges. What I meant to say came out from the grand jury. Um, which I is saw also somebody say the ruling in from by the grand jury. Yeah. Ju- grand juries don't give rulings. Grand juries give true bills or no bills. They yeah. they enter decisions. That's it. it, it Charging decisions, not rulings. Yeah. So they the way that they split the the incident, I found very strange. So. They yeah, we said, talked about this on the they show said already. The the shooting was justified. So 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 here we go. The bullets that came out of this gun were justified to have come out. Uh-huh. Okay, if they're justified, how can they at the same time be wantonly reckless? Wanton endangerment. Okay, well the right, well that because no me. no no, that's actually a legal term. It's possible because you can be justified in your use of force, but you can be reckless in that use of force. Are, are, so are we, is this grand jury suggesting he sh- the officer shot who he thought were the perpetrators and then just randomly started firing around in the air? I, I don't, I don't, so I don't understand well, I don't how a grand jury can go. Okay, good shot. Right? You go, well, pow, 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 off, pow. Okay. That one was good. Yeah, that one was good. Okay. That was good. Number that one, one was not. Yeah. Well, number one, we don't have the grand jury facts that they had. Okay? So you don't know what they saw. And you won't because grand juries are sealed. Well, you'll know so in the you trial. Do, right. There, there is no way. There is right, no way. Right, but you will know. But what I'm saying is 
now we're getting into speculation because we don't know. Maybe he was recklessly firing at some point. I, and so I just, and that's a possibility. I find that hard to believe if they're returning fire. Mm-hmm. OK, yeah. I'm just saying Allegedly, that there again, there are facts that we are, we do not have Walker, access to. No, but I'm just saying, imagine uh-huh. how things just commonly happen. Yeah, I can't okay, speculate. The, I'm a lawyer. The, the, <laughs> the alternative defies logic to me. Uh, Walker shoots, hits the cop in the leg. I mean, they're they're being shot at and, and hit. And so they return fire. There's there's two people allegedly standing in the hallway. I mean, I, I don't. Maybe they returned fire after Walker already went down, and then it became reckless. That makes no sense to me. I well, mean, because it, if the you, target you know that how, is shooting at you is down, no, but you then know, you don't keep shooting. Well, okay. Well, that's now that's a that's a dis- I hear that often. That's a distinction. That's a possibility. First, first off, so. that's just. That's that's garbage. Okay, but you because are dealing training, with people. You pow, 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 pow. What you're I'm saying is, you're not dealing with what people I'm, in a grand jury who have okay. that training. So it's possible they made that. Can distinction. I finish the thought? So the point is, boom, boom, shoot the guy. Are we to believe there's some break? We finish shooting the suspects, and then he shot into the wall. Because if he's just if I'm a bam, lawyer, bam, 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 uh-huh. and one of those, the guy can't. You you're shooting in that scenario. It's not like you have telekinetic power to make the the projectile stop or whatever. In well, that scenario, I don't want to spend too much time on going, this anymore because go we've got a bunch of stuff to other co- uh, other I'm stuff to cover. I'm just saying, it makes I'm just saying the charge yeah. m- to me makes no sense. Yeah, it's either justified or it's not, uh-huh. and and either all of all of the shots that hit the person that was not shooting at you in the wall w- were wantonly reckless or they weren't. So I, it makes no sense to me. There, there's no, there's no way, uh, unless it's, I mean, just purely political, that a jury is going to convict this guy. And that's my point that I thought about this grand jury. I feel like they felt the pressure. They needed to throw red meat out there to satisfy the mob, but they, but they, but they didn't want to convict the cops. So they just said, oh, here's this lesser, here's this little charge that we know he's not going to be convicted of, but we made it look like we were doing something to appease the mob. I just, I feel like the decision was inconsistent. Well, and that's it's possible because you're dealing with with people who are not trained. You're dealing with people who are not trained in law. You're people who dealing with people who deal with with personal definitions and personal applications and not not real training and so it could be simply an appeasement and and, but we see juries do that all the time we see juries do that in civil trials you know when you have a corporate defendant and the payout and you know juries punish corporations with big things or they say to the people i'm going to give you this token and you know and that's that but juries are known for for the appeasement kind of thing. Right. I, it just seems inconsistent to me. It doesn't make sense how it could be both. Oops. Why is it that now I don't have audio? Okay. Never mind. It worked yesterday, guys. So we'll just come back to where we are. Remember, Homer Simpson says... Why do I have to choose my leaders? Isn't that what the Supreme Court is for? (laughs) 
I love that. I was going to play that for you again today. We played it yesterday. It worked yesterday. It's not working today. Are you guys having any weird stuff happening with your signals, your internet going on? And I, I, Things are just really, really bizarre. My phone is like... Seriously, my phone will go... Phone and internet. Phone and internet at the house. It's odd that it seems to... Nuts. It seemed to coincide with the switch in our area to 5G. Crazy. And all these networks. Absolutely crazy. The internet's not working right, nor the phones. I mean, they're not, it's not like I'll get off the Wi Fi from my phone. I'm on the towers. Right. And it's slow and weird. Just like the internet. So, in other words, they're two separate things. But yet, I'm having the same performance issue all of a sudden at the same time that the 5G switch happened around here. Right, exactly. It's just bizarre. And exactly. I, is it coincidence? I don't know. But it's it's very strange. All of a sudden. I wanted to show this because of the deification happening by uh, of, of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And I heard you say something at the River School of Government today that I thought was really, really awesome. Um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is dead. Okay, What she did is no longer relevant, you know, other than the decisions that were in writing, the history that she leaves behind. Right. In the but, sense of trying to argue the validity right. of her legacy. And right. This, exactly. Like, so what? Her legacy is history. OK. And so whether you like it or not, it is what it is. It is what it is. But what I want you to do is I want you to take the facts of who she actually is, not by um, what what some political pundit says or some judicial supremacist worshiper says but by the words herself by the way jc oh i had somebody do it to me on social media chris ann why are you judging these people the bible says we're not supposed to judge people god's in the one that's in the judgment business block what block yeah yeah block so um let me just put that out there. If that's running through your brain right now. You're too stupid to be on this show. The Bible says, judge them by their fruits. Mm-hmm. By their fruits, you will know who they are. The Bible tells you to judge people. So if you're going to throw the Bible at me for throwing judgment, then you probably ought to read the whole thing. Okay? So, know them by their fruits. This I'm showing you the headline here. The place of woman on the court... Uh, New York Times Magazine, July 7th, 2019. And I'm, I'm showing you this so you can go find it on your own. Judge them by their fruits. It's a whole... What is the opposite of misogyny? Not when you, when you worship women above. You know, you put them on mm-hmm. this pedestal and, and we're just these amazing creatures. I don't know that word. Whatever. That's a good question. So it's like, what's, what is the antonym to misogyny? Yeah. There probably know. isn't one. I'm certain. Idolatry, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, so let me show you what Ruth Bader Ginsburg said in 2009. I want to uh, do a hat tip to my friend... Uh, Stephanie Bowen for pointing this out to me. Stephanie Bowen is, has been a friend of ours for a very long time. Does it have an antonym? Phylogeny. Oh, phylogeny. Oh, I knew that. We actually talked about that on the show many moons ago. That's right. I remember that. Phylogeny. Okay. So it's a whole article of phylogeny. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm going to go up here and we're going to find this word. Rather than the content of their character. So. 
Justice Ginsburg is asked a question about Roe v. Wade and about Harris v. McRae and the Hyde Amendment. Right. And Ruth Bader Ginsburg says this. Frankly, I had thought at the time Roe was decided there was a concern about population growth and particularly growth in populations that we don't want to have too many of. Mm Mm-hmm. What is that, JC? Uh, gen- she's talking about genocide. And eugenics? Eugenics, yes. Ruth Bader Ginsburg is a eugenicist. Uh, I don't know about that. What did she say? Well, she well, said that the end, about then I realized my perception of it had been altogether wrong. We don't want, right, ro- that the decision was about that. Right. She was wrong that the decision was not about eugenics, but she says that and particularly growth in populations that we don't want too many of. Yeah, I I don't take that in that. Yeah, well, I think it's highly suspect and I would. She was saying she thought it was about eugenics. Yeah. We I think she meant, you know, Americans, you know, us white people, whatever. She's trying to imply that there was some sort of racial or some other thing there. Well, isn't that that what Planned Parenthood is all about? No, that's, yeah, certainly. But I'm saying as far as her opinion, Mm -hmm. as she's explaining this, if you continue to read her entire answer, she says, but I realized I was not right about that. So she's suggesting that at the time she thought it was based in eugenics and then later on, after these things happened in the court, she she says when a different she court decided wasn't McRae, about that, then my perception of it, meaning the uh, Roe case. Yeah. Right. So Roe was to be decided on population growth and growth in populations we have too many of. So we don't actually learn from this statement whether she personally supported eugenics, nor do we learn if she's against it. She's just saying she thought that's what Roe was about and then later decided, no, it's not about it. Right. But the Maybe difference is. Maybe she wanted is, it to be about it. Right. Maybe but she the, didn't. But the difference is McRae is not the same court as Roe. No, so but how do whatever. You, how do, right. But how do you how do you determine that the Roe court was I, not about hey, this I by came, what a different yeah, court So says. I think she came to the wrong conclusion to say it's not about that. Yeah. So, so, because yeah, I, because but, that's what Margaret Sanger was all about. Yeah. That's what Planned Parenthood was all about. That was the push of abortion to begin with was all about this statement. But this Particularly is not, too many growth in populations that we don't want to have too many of. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't really get past that whole we don't want too many of. Because if I were saying that statement, I wouldn't be using a pronoun that that points back to me. I would say that, frankly, I thought at the time Roe was decided there was a concern about population growth and particularly the growth in populations that the court didn't want too many of or that society didn't want too many of. No, you could take it. I mean, the way that you're saying, yeah, you could definitely take it that way. I don't believe it's conclusive that that's Mm -hmm. what she intended to mean there um but yeah I, I i wouldn't think she'd say it she'd mean it that way in an inter in that sort of interview um 
but yeah, I it it looks like that, but I don't I don't think that's how she was using that phrase. So, I, I mean, it's th- a very it's irresponsible things. statement, but in in light of that, you understand, you get an understanding that there was there a was common an awareness. awareness right. There was an awareness that abortion was about was tied to eugenics. Was tied yeah. to eugenics. Yeah. No, I think at a bare minimum and tied could, to genocide. Yeah, that a bare minimum. And I'm I'm not saying I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm saying there's another possibility what that meant. You could very well be correct in she was stating directly including herself in that belief. Right. That's, that's entirely possible to interpret that statement that way. Uh, and so, but I think the point you make there, that clearly there was an awareness that this was tied to eugenics. I mean, it, that's not like some conspiracy that somebody created. Obviously, here's this person who is a progressive who thought, and, it, and it's, it's, it's strange. So to say that... Uh, Here's the thing where I think even if she's not saying directly what even if she didn't mean to say what it looks like she might be saying there, you know, when you said she supports eugenics. uh, Here's how I think you here's how I think you can more solidly arrive at that is she says at that time I thought it was about Mm -hmm. eugenics. Well, and then she's always supported it. Mm-hmm. So you've right. always supported something that you thought was about eugenics, right? So that kind of makes it her opinion, right? I did. I I don't. There's no evidence of her s- speaking out and screaming about, hey, this is a wrong decision because it's about eugenics and it's about racial genocide, right? Um, right. So that's how I think you 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 arrive to at that orientation, at her orientation toward that topic. That's that's how that's how I glean that out of there because the phrasing there may or may not mean you know a, a direct right. inclusive we right. right you know what i mean as her seeing herself as part of that because i mean we use language like that all the time like you'll say we're we're so stupid right and i'm talking about americans the the, the voting right. public and we'll say we I, I don't i don't mean to say i'm stupid um, so that's inconclusive. But so but I would take the totality of that in conjunction with you always supported this thing, mm-hmm. even though you knew it was about eugenics because mm-hmm. you only changed your mind about. I mean, according to her own words, she only changed her mind later, later that it was about that. It was seven, not about b- based eugenics. on a decision seven years after. Yeah. Roe. So. So now what do you think? Now, where do you stand? So I think it's a bit telling of of where that where her mind was right on that issue right right but so, I, but i would I've, but i love I, the, I fact see the that meme floating around i'd be careful about nine. hinging it solely on that statement because there are alternate ways to look at that but i what i think is the most valuable thing that you get from that like i said is the recognition yeah that that because you've used come out and say that uh, abortion is about eugenics. Oh, oh that's crazy You talk, are crucified. It's crazy theory. conspiracy. Now you have Ruth Bader Ginsburg yeah. admitting. She had the same thought. She had the same thought. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I, th- I think that's, that's a very strong conclusion you can draw from that. I, I think that's unequivocal. So with the Supreme Court nominations... Less than 45, less than, you know, less than two months out of an election. 
you've got everybody in a hype now about uh, judicial term limits. Yeah. Now, judicial term limits, by the way, has nothing to do with the fact that Ruth Bader Ginsburg died and left a void. Mm. So, number one, judicial term limits are not going to change this situation. It is not a response to this situation. It is not a control of this situation. By the way, if I don't... You you remember this. All it is is sour grapes. No, it's the same momentum they use to create the 17th Amendment. Exactly. To destroy state sovereignty. The progressives of 1912, Mm -hmm. led by Teddy Roosevelt, who was a Republican, but the leader of the progressives of 1912, made the same argument based on the same circumstances. Somebody died. We need term limits. Term limits does nothing for people dying. Okay, but it will destroy the principles of the choice and control of the people in their government. Well, and one of the things about the construction of the Supreme Court was was supposed to be stability, right? right. The way it is supposed to be mm-hmm. stable and not well all over the place all the time. Not only that, JC, stability, but the independence of yeah. the Supreme Court was to be independent from continual control of the executive branch Mm -hmm. because throughout history it has always been first the corruption of the court the joining of the court with the executive branch to strip the people of their rights term limits are not going to reduce presidential control over judiciary it's going to increase presidential control over over the judiciary because you lose that stability right it all really hinges on this idea that the judges have lifetime tenure right and so by the way we wouldn't be having this discussion if ruth bader ginsburg had died in the last 60 days of barack obama's administration correct we would not be having this discussion. That's right. So that's number one, okay? Number one, why this is a bad discussion, because it's not based on principle, it's based on politics. Mm-hmm. Number two, it's a bad discussion, like I already said, because it doesn't cure the problem we're, or the perceived problem that we're actually in. Right. Because people will still die in their term. Well, you have shorter term limits, going to make you follow the Constitution more faithfully? No. <laughs> it's not even going mean, to make you... that's the core of the problem. Right. And it's not going to make you choose constitutional justices. Right. It actually turns the judiciary into a more politicized office. Mm-hmm. Because now you will have to... You'll have to figure out which president's going to be in during this term limit. Yep. And, and, you know, you got to make sure this president gets this many and this president gets this many. And it's also, number three, under the false perception that presidents appoint judges. Presidents don't appoint judges. Presidents nominate judges. It's the Senate that appoints them. So we're actually... Once again, pulling control away from the Senate and putting it into the executive branch. And it all is this idea that the presidency, uh, 
that's all about presidential power. This whole argument about the uh, Supreme limits, term limits on the Supreme Court is about presidential power Mm -hmm. with complete and total disregard. Right. Look at this one. This one's crazy. This is from USA Today. Are you ready? A Supreme Supreme Court term limits do not require a constitutional amendment. You know why? Because we're not changing the fact that they exist on term of good behavior. We're just reinterpreting what that means. A plan to fix the appointment process is already has the vast the has the support of the vast majority of Americans. Because, you know, we should always change the Constitution based on popular consensus. No, we should not. By the way, that was sarcasm if you missed that font. The Constitution is in writing and has a specifically difficult way to amend the Constitution. So we are not changing the Constitution based on popular consensus. Okay. Ending life tenure for future justices. Okay. Can I just mention to you, justices do not have life tenure. Their tenure is based on good behavior. Which could be life. Which could be life, but also could not be. Right. The problem is, JC, we don't enforce the term of good behavior. Right. Once again, we have people who want to change how our government operates, not because there's something wrong with the Constitution, because we are incompetent at enforcing it. So what is that, number four now, right? This would not require amending the Constitution. Article 3 states judges and justices hold their offices during good behavior, which historically has been understood to mean that not until death do they their robes part. No, that is not historically. That has only been what we have decided that it means. If you go to libertyfirstuniversity.com and you take my course on the judiciary, You will see exactly what our founders wanted us to know that good behavior was. Okay? You used the general we there, by the way. I did, didn't I? Just pointing that out. Pointing that out. Thank you. But there's no particular reason, the article says, quote, the office referred to could not be interpreted as the office of a federal judge. In other words, after a justice serves a reasonable amount of time on the high court, not 30 or 35 years, notice that number. Because mm. that's the number that rushing would be serving. Mm. Right? She could continue to serve for as long as she wanted elsewhere in the judiciary. So you're not sworn into the Supreme Court, you're just sworn into the federal, federal court system. Court system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You yeah. just move you around. We move you around, where do you go? You go based on where the executive branch wants you to go. So what happens then, you get punished by the executive branch for not following the ideology of the executive branch. You get a demotion, all right? There is no one in their right mind that will tell you that moving from a circuit court to the Supreme Court is not a promotion. You actually even make more money. So do you move, make less money then when you get removed from the Supreme Court and you get demoted to the circuit court? Because remember, term limits 
are not necessarily the limit when the judge comes in, maybe, or when the president comes in, maybe the president can just simply move you. Because you're just working for the same court system. Or you can move yourself. I think O'Connor and Souter retired. Yeah, and you can and retire. And then I don't know how they, what the process was for them then to Stevens, take, John Paul Stevens take some retired. federal uh, judgeship. Right. As they served later as a federal judge elsewhere. Not sure how they, what was that process? Now this is this is so another thing. They're basically thing. saying, make that essentially a forced, pro right? Because O'Connor and Souter chose to retire. Mm -hmm. Then I assume they, were, I, I don't even know how that works. You know, somebody nominated him again for a federal judgeship, or they applied, or why? I, I don't even know. But it was their choice to retire. This is talking about. Basically forcing right. a person at the because end of some set time. Okay, now you have to go judge over here. Right, exactly. Dependent upon the executive branch where you go. So you see it puts the executive branch in an elevated position over the judiciary twice. In nomination and reassignment. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, if the judge doesn't like you, or I'm sorry, if the court, do, if the president doesn't like you, what is your reassignment? You can go anywhere in the federal court system. Yeah. Maybe you get stuck being some administrative law judge in the federal court system. You have to go be a FISA judge or something. It is definitely a demotion. But at the same time, I mean, there, there's no, there would be no restriction against, right? The Constitution doesn't say you can have term limits on a, on a justice. No, but it I would, mean, it lays out what it what it is now. But I mean, you you could conceivably still put that in there, and probably many would say, well, if you're if you have a twenty year limit, you still have stability. So and, why did we have to have a an amendment to the Constitution to establish term limits for the president, but no, we I'm don't saying, have to have an amendment no, to the no, Constitution no, no, no. I didn't to establish. What well, I, I no 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 that. I didn't you say that, but I'm putting that out there. No, I'm saying why did why are these people saying we don't have to have an amendment to the Constitution for term limits for a judge, but we have yeah. to have an amendment to the Constitution well, for term limits on presidents? They're idiots and they're dishonest. Yes, but if you it, you could amend it, and some might argue twenty years is still long time. It still gives stability, and you could alternate. I could see a lot of conservatives well, and Republicans supporting something like that. It, as long as it's a constitutional amendment, then there's no reason why it couldn't happen that way. I would say that the way we operate, that it that I could see where people would say term limits for justices would be helpful. The problem, just like term limits in general... OK, what it does is it creates that 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 guaranteed position until you're done. I mean, we have well, the, you, the only reason we have lifetime appointments is because we don't follow the Constitution. Yeah. Term limits would guarantee you would never impeach a judge. Yeah, I I I but Thomas Jefferson the, said they would never be impeached anyway. Yeah. My concern is the flip side. What I've said many times you finally get that mm -hmm. rare person who actually follows the Constitution, and now you're forced to get rid of them. Yeah. Like, what if you finally get that Thomas Jefferson, and then because of term limits, you can't keep him? Right. 
So we, we always think of the worst example when we right. want term limits. But, but what then about forget the best? When, I mean, it, we have to work so hard to get anybody who's even close to being right what's going to apply to them too so right man that that kind of thing makes the work certainly on the you know senate level congressional level makes the work you have to put into uh getting somebody like that so the democrats are preparing a bill limiting u.s supreme court justices terms to 18 years now remember if this was happening under barack obama the democrats wouldn't be posting this bill Mm-hmm. And number two, term limits of 18 years will not prevent somebody from dying in office within those 18 years and leaving a vacancy that a president doesn't have to that 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 has the the opportunity or the obligation to fill. OK, so uh, it would save, according to California representative uh, Ro Khanna, It would save the country a lot of agony and help lower the temperature over fights for the court that go to the fault lines of cultural issues and one is one of the primary things tearing at our social fabric. Once again, you are guaranteed that this is a political issue and not a constitutional issue. Because it's about elections. It's not about what if we if we selected. Okay. If the president nominated people based on constitutional standards and not on political standards, we would the country would not even be having this argument. Well, you know, this illustrates again the constant orientation of the Democrats is rather than follow the system, yeah, which is the source of your problem, you're not following it in mm-hmm. the first place. Their initial response is tear it up and remake it. So right. this is the answer to everything. Right. Get rid of the electoral college, pack the court, change the uh, change the terms of the justices, on and on and on. Mm-hmm. So it's the same. It's the same philosophy outside the system as it is inside the system. Burn it down, tear it up, rebuild it so that we can run things. Right. Exactly. Now look at this. Uh, The bill seeks to avoid constitutional concerns by exempting current justices from the 18 rule. Those appointed under term limits would become senior upon retirement and rotate to lower courts. Okay, senior. You know, I have this really huge problem with junior, senior, freshman labels You are appointed under the same terms as everybody else. How long your butt has sat in a chair doesn't give you superior authority. That's why we have equal representation of the law. Uh, Look at how long uh, Roberts has been there, and he's still a moron. Yeah, yeah. So seniority hasn't helped him. The idea of senior judges. Now, I get what they're doing here, okay? On the state level... When you retire as a judge, you can be called up to fill in a vacancy or to uh, cover a recusal if something happens like that. Maybe Mm -hmm. that's what they're talking about. But they're not talking about just covering a vacancy. They're talking about actually sitting as a judge, fulfilling the, quote, lifetime salary and appointment by we're just going to give you another job. You just can't be on the Supreme Court. Let me just sort of end today's show by pointing out a couple things. Number one, if we as American people in general population did not assume that the Supreme Court was the ultimate ruler of the universe, we wouldn't be having this discussion. 
We wouldn't be worried about changing out justices because justices would not be ruling over our lives. If the court was in the position that it was designed to be in, designed to be the least powerful branch of government, to have no authority to enforce, no authority to write law, then we would not be having this discussion. If we followed the Constitution as a contract, and if we applied the contract according to contract law, and if we applied the contract according to contract law and the intent of the parties of the contract, this discussion would not be even a problem. Amen. And by the way, let me just say one more time, term limits is not going to, fi- to stop somebody from dying in office. You are throwing out the baby with the bathwater. Any more than amendment to a constitution that you don't follow is going to magically make you follow it. Yeah. And you don't want opening up that can of worms. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. It is a Friday. So don't forget Constitutional America tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And JC and I will see you on Monday. (laughs) 